Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard, and Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. There has been a pretty prevalent corner of the internet in recent years focused on giving tools to men to improve their lives. I mean, it's what this show and my coaching business is based in sharing. But a lot of the content out there is full of fluff, vain nonsense, and put out by men who don't really live what they preach. So I guess it's not really different than most industries, huh? However, there are real men out there doing their best to put out content that can make a positive impact. My guest today, Kurt Storing, I believe is one of these men. I came across Kurt's page in the last few months and I immediately noticed how impactful his writings and posts had, so I had to reach out to him. In our conversation today, Kurt gives the backstory to how he got into this work, how some of the lessons he learned and now teaches helped his own marriage from failing. Plus, we have a great conversation about the power of goal setting and his techniques for writing them. This has some great insight here, so sit back and enjoy this episode of the Nomad Strength Show with Kurt Story. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Nomad Strength Show. Ross Hillier here. Today, I'm joined by Kurt Storing, Dad Work, Court, Kurt. Sorry, I mixed your two names. Dad Work, Kurt, if, you, uh, <laughs> if you're on Instagram, uh, which is how I found you. I imagine that's probably a lot of people's uh, story lately anyways. There's been tons of amazing, very shareable content that I've been getting uh, from all kinds of, of friends of mine that are reposting and resharing. So I'm like, all right, I got to check out this guy, see what his deal is. And uh, you and I do a lot of similar things. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about the ins and outs of, of how you help men and, and all the things that you're doing. So thanks for joining me today, man. Yeah, man, thank you for reaching out and getting in touch. I love doing this kind of stuff and I uh, love meeting other guys who are doing this work as well because this is, uh, it's honestly like the best part of doing this on Instagram or just like out in the open is yes, I get to help men and I get to meet the best dudes who are doing the work as well. So it's been just amazing. So thank you for the invite. That's awesome. A absolutely. And I wanted to start with, you know, it it's kind of a very broad and super vague 
question, obviously, but how did you get to this point where now this is, you know, is this the thing that you're doing full time? Like it, it, this work that you're doing, how did you come to the place where now you're, you're helping other men do a lot of this stuff that you're talking about? Yeah, man. So it's, um, it's honestly a story of my own struggle and suffering. So I was a really terrible dad and husband and honestly, man, for the first, I don't know, few years of my kids' lives. And it's just been a journey, man. Like I, I went into this knowing that I could not continue to be who I was being because I was literally ruining my family. Mm -hmm. And so like, those are the origin stories. And I spent years basically treating this like a full-time gig mm -hmm. where I just dove into anything that would help because I, at the first, I didn't even know you could get better. And then I tried like one thing I started like visualization or meditation. And it was like, oh, I can actually like see how I'm feeling. I can not react. I can not be so angry all the time. There must be something here. So dove into it, you know, ended up working. Um, and the whole point of this now is like, I want to help guys get there before I did. Cause it took me years sure. and literally like thousands of hours, thousands and thousands of dollars of courses and coaches and training and all this kind of stuff to figure it out. Um, but it got to a point where I was talking to a buddy on the way to a mountain biking trip and I was like, man, I can see myself on stage one day, just helping guys, like giving them hope because I felt hopeless and it was almost too much for me. Like I almost packed it in. And to me, that was like, honestly, due to suicide, it was like, I, I can't keep ruining my kids' lives and they'd be better off without me. Even though I knew how bad it was for kids to grow up with father in fatherless homes, it's like, no, I'm worse, man. Mm. So I just want to give guys hope. And so uh, I sold a big chunk of my business a couple years ago, gave me a little bit of runway to go like, okay, now what? I want to do something purposeful. And I thought for a bit, I was like, I'm going to be a real businessman, which meant for me, it was like, okay, I'm taking all this online stuff I was doing. I'm going to go do it in real life. I'm going to start a local services company and just crush the competition because I know everything about online. And dude, that like failed big mm. time. I was didn't want to do it. It was not feeling well. And like I got right to the precipice and I pulled the plug. I'd hired people. I'd got clients, all this kind of stuff. I was like, nope, this feels terrible. I thought I failed. But sure enough, this opened up this like six month period of me going, what do I do? Who am I? And it was like, you have to do this dad project now. So I just started doing that. It was it was a year ago now, just over a year ago, launched the podcast. And uh, now we got 50,000 guys on Instagram. We've had the podcast downloaded, you know, tens of thousands of times. And yeah, this is the full-time thing. Awesome. We've got coaching clients, we've got programs, we've got men's groups. Um, so yeah, that is the the long and the short sure. of how and, uh, and why we got so here. So with the, and maybe this is just because I found you so recently, but it seems like from a shareability standpoint, I'm seeing your stuff everywhere, even more in the last like couple months. Have you noticed like something has sort of clicked in the, in the most recent here that has really taken off that's helped you reach, reach more people? Yeah, it's funny you say that because two things are going on. One is that I have really solidified who I am and what my message is. I've spent the last mm. year throwing things at the wall and seeing what's stuck. And then as I worked with more and more men, like I've been in men's group helping guys and, and being helped by guys for like three, three or four years now. And as I have stepped out to be a leader of more men and I got to see what worked with clients and guys in my groups, I was like, oh, there's some very clear 
um, like action steps and things that guys need. So that's solidified for me. Um, also in that time, I've had sort of a pretty significant faith journey mm. myself. Uh, I became a Christian in May. So that's really solidified everything. Amazing. And finally, the flip side of this is, um, dude, like Instagram shadow banned me a few, like a couple months really? ago. And so my reach from my perspective has been like nothing. Oh, and crazy. so it's really cool that you're seeing more <laughs> of this and seeing maybe more, uh, maybe things that land better. But like, dude, I went from getting, you know, 2000 followers every post to like 20 to 200. And I think that means I'm on the right track because <laughs> right. whenever, you know, a big company like that shuts you right. down, it means you're saying truth, hopefully. Right. Um, and I'm just trying to roll with the punches now, focused on the podcast, trying to get a Twitter going. But uh, yeah, man, that's that's where we're at. So I think it's just, yeah, solidifying who I am and knowing what, what works. What was, uh, I'm curious, because you bring up like the shadow band thing. I'm always curious, like what, was there like a post that sent you over the line? Like I'm always, like what it always is for people that does it. So was there like one thing that, essentially canceled your account for a while yeah man it was um i think you'll 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 like this and probably your show will like this too um it was the post that started out with real men can bench press their wives and outrun their kids and uh, some of that (laughs) some of that on there was just telling guys like you know dad bods are not acceptable and um you know you you, just some some health and fitness Mm -hmm. stuff that I think speaks to more than just the physical. It speaks to who you are inside. Sure. And, you know, I, I thought maybe that was the post and I was, I double checked. I went to go boost it. And that's how you know, or that's how I knew. And they didn't let me ah. boost it. And they're like, look, this goes against our guidelines. Something about um, insulting language. <laughs> that's like, what? So anyway, there was that post. Uh, and from that moment on, they've, you know, shadow banned. I mean, it wasn't even, it's not even like a political nothing. thing. It's just like, it wasn't even fat shaming. No. Just like, dude, you should be more yeah. fit and uh, you should be able to do this if you're a real man. And uh, they just hated it. So That's here I am a couple funny, months later, man. still being shadow That's man. That's too funny. Uh, I'm curious when it comes to, you know, you, you'd mentioned a lot of the, the things that you see in the men that you are coaching is what drives a lot of the content that you put. And that's, I mean, from a from a marketing perspective, like that really makes the most sense because that helps you really narrow down who exactly is seeing your messaging and it makes it easier to create content when you know exactly who it is that you're talking to. I was told by a, you know, a a past business coach of mine, like, you know, essentially you want to write like you're talking to one person, not trying to talk to 50,000 people at once because you lose that individual touch of, Hey, this is actually going to help. Maybe this message lands with exactly one person, but here's the thing. There's probably hundreds or thousands of that one person, but you have to write it for the individual, which I always, you know, and maybe that is hard to conceptualize for people who aren't like into the marketing or copywriting thing, but like that, the way that he always framed that, that made a lot of sense to me. And so when you had said like, you know, you're seeing these things in the coaching clients that you have and you're understanding them better. And so when you understand your clients better, it's like, hey, I know what you guys want me to write about. I know what you want to hear. And because you're, you're telling me or you're going through all of these things. So um, can you speak to that a little bit? Is that kind of how that went for you? And then also what was the, what were some of those things that you were noticing in, in the guys that you were coaching that made this easier for you to create this content? Yeah, totally, man. And this is, um, it's one of the things I've heard a million times as well is you just going to have like the one guy, you know, right as if you're speaking to the one guy you're going to help. And I just realized that I like, I want 
to help everyone. And that was very hard for me to get in my head that I can't. My experiences will specifically help a certain group of people. And those are guys like me. And so who that was, was basically entrepreneurial business owner, you know, mostly successful in so many areas of life who look like they have it all, but who know on the inside that, you know, the family life is just not clicking. Mm. They're not able to connect emotionally. They're not able to lead. They're either, you know, being walked all over by their wife and kids or they're freaking out at them. Uh, No boundaries, can't communicate well. Um, Like everything should be fine, but it's not. And that feeling of failure, basically, um, that you're not doing well where it Mm. counts. And so that for me was who I wanted to start talking to because it was resonating the most and I could most easily do it because it was me. So yeah, I've been able to see it. And actually through the, through the coaching, like the same guy kept showing Mm. up. I was like, oh, wait a second. I'm walking you through like the exact same thing over and over and over. Um, and that's actually leading into this program I'm building now. Cause it's like, oh, I could just help a ton of guys at once in this group program that we're putting together with the community uh, because it's all the same thing. And like you said, there's thousands of me's out there uh, who need this kind of work to show up as a, as an elite man, husband and father. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's been it. And I guess what that is, what the work is for most of these guys, I've broken it down into sort of four categories and um, I I keep going back and forth on how to break this down. Mm -hmm. But first of all, I think we all need to be completely bought into like a set of Mm non-negotiables. These are habits in the present moment that will drive us forward. But we also need to anchor those into a massive vision of the future. We have to know where we're going. We want to know what kind of legacy and leadership we're going to need to leave uh, and and what kind of leadership we're going to need to have to build that legacy. And in that, we anchor the non-negotiable habits. So those are the two steps. We build the future vision, including basically like a family business plan so that we can keep coming back to it intentionally. And then we have those non-negotiables that get us there. And the funny thing is the non-negotiables get us there, but they also help us become that man day to day when it's like, I don't really feel like showing up. I don't really feel like, you know, empathizing and validating with my wife, but man, that's a non-negotiable. Like I am a hundred percent in every single day because this is who I am. And I respect myself because I'm now showing up as a man of integrity. And on top of those things, I found that there's a lot of skills training, to be honest. Like guys will get coaches for golf. They'll get coaches for uh, business. They'll get coaches for all sorts of things. And it's like, hey, dude, what's the most important thing in your life? Oh, your family? Yeah, is that true? Well, why don't you have a coach for your family, dude? Like you need to learn the skills it takes to be a father, particularly in a world where most of us did not have fathers teaching us these things. And society did certainly not do it for us either. And so we do things like, how do you communicate without starting fights? How do you get your, yeah, exactly. (laughs) They hate us. They actually want us to fail. And, you know, we're, we're left with these effeminate men and an effeminate society that's like, oh no, just like feel your feelings all the time, bro. It's Mm -hmm. fine. Or we just hate you and we're not going to tell you anything except for that it's wrong to be a man. Um, So that's what we're up against. And so I'm trying to teach these guys, here's how you show up as a masculine leader. That's like the, that's the overarching thing, dude. How do you show up as a firm, strong, caring, compassionate, masculine leader and sit in the middle of those things. So I try to teach, and this is what I found for balance. You need to be hard to kill, easy to love and equipped Mm -hmm. to lead. And that third point is you sit in the middle of those two extremes and you know when and how to make the right decision. So we do skills training along with the, uh, the, the habits and non-negotiables and the vision. And finally, 
this is a thing that has absolutely changed my life. It's brotherhood. You have to build brotherhood into your life, whether that's good friends who you talk about more than sports and mm -hmm. beer with, whether that is an intentional weekly men's group, whether that's a mastermind, you have to have other good men around you. And uh, that has been like the thing for me that's made all of this work. It's accountability, it's being able to share, it's being able to be heard. It's the thing that like when guys join our groups, they go, like, I don't even know I needed this. I joined for some reason, like it sounded good, but then I come in here and I talk to guys and it's like, wow, I did not know I needed this. And so like, there's this lone wolf mentality, which is, it sounds sweet, it sounds awesome. Yep. Like I wanna be a lone wolf, that's, that's yeah, cool, man. Exactly. But dude, lone wolves do not raise cubs. They're not parents and, uh, and they die. Mm -hmm. Or they go back to the pack. That's the reality. So I don't know who came up with that. They clearly didn't know wolves, uh, wolves very well. Uh, but they either die because they can't support themselves, or they're like you know tails between their legs, go back to the pack. So that's that's the four pronged approach that we've taken. Uh, you know, daily, present, non negotiables, being informed by the massive vision of who you want to be. Uh, you know, being supported as well by those skills that we never learned. And finally, in a container of brotherhood where you are so much stronger than yourself. So how much of this, like this process that you've laid out, how much of it from, and, and let me back up actually, because the thing, the, the post that I read that had me reach out to you, I mentioned to you in the, in the message, um, you actually talked a lot about this in that post as it relates to the goal setting part of, part of it, um, which is like we've the, the guys that I coach we focus that is so much of what we do is like how to actually write goals that are worth anything and that actually mean something and are actionable things right not just like hey I want to lose 10 pounds be like okay so what like a lot of like yeah. <laughs> give me something more than that like maybe you know connect to it and so we have like this whole process and I haven't seen many other people that use a lot of the same language as it relates to how to write goals as as what you did because I use the same language. And so I'm curious, like, how, was this something that you were taught by a coach or a mentor or something and maybe adapted a little bit into yourself? Like, how did this po portion of it as it relates to goals, did it help you out? Did you learn this? Did it help you? And then you're like, I got to use this and, and build on this and kind of make it my own thing. Is that how it went? Yeah, you know what, that's, um, that's something that I've often struggled to answer mm. because a lot of it has just been trial and yeah. error and being obsessive about what things that work. Um, and I was talking to a guy recently and he's like, oh yeah, this is the kind of stuff in um, Atomic Habits by James yep. Clear. And I was like, oh, I should add that to my reading list. And he's like, oh, you haven't read it? <laughs> um, I was like, oh no. But he's like, okay, well, you're basically saying all the things he's saying, um, and I just didn't know it. So I, I don't want to like take credit sure. for me being this master goal setter, but I'm just always uh, looking at like the results and and tracking it. Like I am constantly tracking and I'm constantly checking in. And so I think what I have learned is that they have to be very specific, obviously. And for me, they have to be tied to a massive vision. Again, this is where everything comes mm -hmm. into. Like, why do you want to lose 10 yeah. pounds? If it's just like, oh, well, right now I feel like it because I kind of feel fat. It's like, okay, well, a month from now when things are hard and you are hungry, you're not going to be doing it because you're going to go back to comfort. And this is something I had um, uh, Travis Stetzel, I think his name is, from uh, Forge Father on my podcast. Mm. And he has this saying, cause over comfort. And it's the same sort of thing. It's like you need to attach something bigger than yourself so that when things are hard, you dig into the spiritually meaningful part of this, which is 
Why do I want to lose 10 pounds? Because I want to run with my kids and I don't want to ha- die of a heart attack when I'm 45. I want my kids to see me as being a healthy role model so that they don't have to deal with being unhealthy because they didn't know how to do it growing up. That's like, oh man, I'm going to lose 20 pounds because I am all in now. And so, you know, you, you time it. Obviously, I want to do this by this date so you know you have a metric to get there. I track my all my stuff. Like I track my food, I track my weight, I track progress pictures. Um, but all of of that helps to inform the big vision. And so the, I guess the final piece of this as well is I have regular um, check-ins. So I will at least quarterly go through and give myself like a self audit mm. on 10 to 12 major areas of my life. And that way, like I can't miss. And, and I guess maybe the final point on that point, and I'm just, I'm just rolling with this. So I don't know yeah. if this is making sense, but yeah. uh, the final point there is like, being part of other groups, having that brotherhood I was just talking about makes this so much easier, man. Like it's my North star. I show up at there and I tell these guys, Hey, here's what I want to do. And they're next week. They're like, Hey man, you on track. And it's like, if I say no, they're just going to reflect back to me. Like, why not? And I got to own up to that. So it's about mm-hmm. being very honest with yourself. Cause I see a lot of guys setting goals and then kind of just like never facing up to the fact that they are the only ones they can blame if they fail. There's always this victim mindset and we've got to get around and we've got to be like, look, man, nobody's coming to save you. You are the master of your own destiny and you are the foundation of your family. So not only are you responsible for your own goals, you should be responsible for theirs too. And as you take on more weight, I have found you are able to take on exceedingly more weight. And that's a paradox. So I think if guys are having a hard time with goal setting, get very honest about where you are. No more BS, no more, well, I'm like this because I'm busy and I'm tired. Like, no, dude, you're like this because you don't prioritize Mm -hmm. it. Make the goal attached to a big vision, time block it, check in regularly and um, yeah, be around bros. And like, I I don't know, man, you can't miss, especially when you've got, uh, when you've got people in your corner checking in. The the accountability portion of that, I think is really important to, to expand on a little bit here because I think it gets missed a lot how to actually go about that and you had mentioned to it in in your in your explanation just there like for it to be actual accountability the people that you're in this group with the other men or whatever it is they need to know what the goal is so they have something to hold you accountable to it's it can't just be like a random oh hey how's it going you know check because that can just be very superficial and not really answer any questions or get down to how things are actually going. Are you on track to accomplish these things that you've written out for yourself? But if you're going to have a group where the the sole purpose is accountability and community, right? Like you need to tell them, hey, these are the things that I have planned and that I have written down as goals that I am going to accomplish. And then they know, be like, hey, how is this specific thing? Like I can ask you exactly about this. How are you moving towards this this week or this month or whatever? What things have you done? What things did you miss on? You know, and I think that's where the where actual accountability happens, not just like being in a group because that can just turn into a bunch of back and forth talking that doesn't really do anything outside of just chatting like, normal friends would but like the the second level of that is where that deep accountability actually comes into play after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers if we've learned anything it's that there's always a catch so when i first heard that mint mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month i thought what's the catch but after talking to them and using their service it all made sense there isn't one Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service 
online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. I was hesitant about having to get a new phone and a new phone number, but with Mint, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone and your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/waypoint. That is mintmobile.com/waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/waypoint. Yes. A hundred percent. And a couple of things that we have done uh, at various stages is we have created shared goal documents so everyone can see in every aspect of your life where you want to mm-hmm. be going. And then we try to attach like, you know, quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily habits to all those things. Um, and the other part of that is, yeah, like when you have a group, when you're in brotherhood, when you're in a men's group, when you're in a mastermind, uh, there should be an element of regular check-ins where it's like, hey man, we're gonna give you a chance to speak if you need an open share or whatever, if you just need to like get some off your chest. And you know, every time we come in here, we're gonna go over, did you accomplish what you said you wanted to accomplish last week? And so you, like you said, you just put it in there as a regular part of the, the structure or the schedule, so to speak. So guys know, and it's the expectation. And then everyone who wants that level of discipline and accountability, those are the guys you're going to get. Uh, and so those are a couple of things that have really worked for us to just like stay accountable to the group as a whole. Yeah, it makes it makes a world of difference because we do something similar in, uh, you know, I have, I have a couple of, of different coaching groups that are have different functions. It's all health and fitness related because that's what I coach. But the big part of that is we'll end, you know, we'll end calls and say after everybody does their little check in, but we'll end a call and be like, OK, at the end of your time, what's your one to three action items for this next week. So next week when you hop on the call, I have literally, I have one to three things that I have specifically remarked down that I need to ask you about. And like, did you do these? Did you not do these? If not, why not? What do we need to do so you can do them this week? You know, it's having that, that very specific thing. And that's the working backwards from having these big goals. And that was the other thing where you mentioned having this massive vision. I want you to get into that a little bit too, because that's another drill that we do. And I love it because we're like, we're doing a lot of this stuff similarly, but we do this exercise called perfect day exercise uh, right when someone starts in the group and uh, it's literally just like you go out and you write down from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to sleep like what your ideal most perfect day you could possibly imagine and I tell them in the thing like I want you to get outside of what you think is possible based on your current situation because there's kind of this this barricade almost in our ability to like imagine what is possible right? Because we're basing it off of our situation right now. So I tell them I use the word unreasonable, like be unreasonable with this. Like what's the, what's the coolest, craziest situation that you could possibly imagine? Like, doesn't matter how wild and out there it is. If it's what you want, like write it down and, and we work backwards from there because then that actually gives us some like action steps 
to begin to write out and do these like daily habits because it just gets the whole point is you can have these huge mass, massive visions but in actually in order to achieve them you need like the really granular day-to-day things that you have to do every single day so all that to say i wanted to hear about like where this you know because you don't hear a lot of people talk about like give me a 10 or 20 year or 30 or 50 year vision for yourself because most people can't think past like 30 days from now you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude totally and that that's all such good stuff like if you guys just do that listening that will put you uh so far ahead and i love that because um the unreasonable part like i can't i don't know where it's from but this idea of BHAG, the big hairy audacious Mm. goal uh that's something i love to work with and um it's one of those things as well that I often find there's a bit of coaching that needs to happen around this because a lot of guys come in going like, well, I don't even know what I want. And I, I feel like like it's a nice guy syndrome, right? right? I got to make sure everyone else has what they want. And then like, maybe I'll figure it out. But like, man, if you don't even know what you want or how to get there, we've got to work on that. Yeah. But my general way to go about doing this is to start at the end of your life. So I will get guys to write their own eulogy. Oof and work back from that and be like, who did you want to be to the people most important to you? Explain from their eyes who you were and what you did and what you had. And that's very important. And so we'll take that as like the vision and we'll work back in chunks. I'll then take them through like a midterm 10-year visualization process where they see, like you're saying, the ideal. Everything has gone just according to plan. What does that look like? What does that feel like? Who are the people around you? Um, everything like that. And I got that from Dominic Cortuccio mm. of, um, uh, what is his what is his podcast? The Great Man Within. Okay. I think he had something like that where it was like a, a forward visioning exercise. So I've been using that with guys. And then I'll have them go uh, more broad even than that and come up with an ethos, which is like an I am yeah. statement, which comes from the first two exercises that we go through so that they just have this constant vision and affirmation in their head of I am this. And for me, part of it's like I'm the foundation of my family. I gladly and joyfully carry the burden of my entire family. And it goes on and on. And from there, we get them to do more broad goals on parenting. Who do you want to be as a dad? Who do you want your kids to become in your marriage? What does that look like? Uh, And then we start building like basically a legacy action plan uh, where you're going to be having like, what are the milestone events need to focus on? When do they happen? Self audit goes into there to get really clear about what you're doing now. And then we just go down and down and down into all the way to these daily and weekly habits that will inform the man you want to be on your deathbed. So that's how I look at it. I know there's a bunch of ways to do it, but I just found that um, putting it huge picture like that while giving small actionable things along the way uh, has been very, very valuable for me in my life. And I'm seeing that with the guys I'm working with as well. Well, and the, just the exercise of having to think that far ahead can like, and, and I've experienced this working with guys, it, it, it paralyzes them because they can't even conceptualize that amount of time into the future. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you, what do you mean? Like 10 years from now? Like, uh, and I'm trying to remember who, oh, it's, right. it's going to bother me now that I can't think of who said the quote, but, um, it was repeated in, in a coaching program that I went through. Uh, but it was, um, it was something to the so something I'm going to butcher it. This is paraphrasing, but something to the tune of uh, successful people plan in years and like dominant or ultra successful people plan in decades. Right. And it's and it's the idea that, yeah, you can have mm-hmm. these 90 yes. day, these quarterly goals, these one year goals or whatever. But like the dude that has the next 30 years 
like on a goal sheet, like he's got stuff for 30 years from now or 40 years from now. Like that guy has some serious organization going on. He knows exactly the things that he needs to do. There's no like flying by the seat of your pants to go through any of these things. There is actionable stuff happening all the time. Whether or not it ends up exactly how he's written it out, that's not the point, but it's the matter of all of the things that happen on the way to that that give you the opportunities and the organization towards that goal. Yeah, and I like um I like that because you're right. There are guys who have a hard time with that. Just like I was saying, there's there's guys who have a hard time knowing what they want. Yeah. But I think pairing those two things together and getting really clear on like, okay, here's ideally what I would like, I guess, who, who I want to be. But then like you said, it's so good to just be like, man, how would I want to feel today? Like, what would I do if I just had like the freedom to do whatever I wanted and the time to do that? And almost like pairing those two things or choosing whichever one works for you. Like so many ways to skin this cat. But yeah, I, I love that, man. I'm, I'm appreciative of that extra perspective. I'm, I'm writing that down to be nice, honest. I like it. How much, uh, I'm curious, how much in the, throughout all of this stuff that you do, do you guys focus on, because uh, I, I just ask because it's something that, that we pay a lot of attention to, but the actual language used in, in how all of these goals are written with like, here's the the power and the influence that the actual words that you use have on how you write these goals out do you guys pay attention to that kind of stuff at all so i uh the thing that comes to me when you talk about that because it's not something that is super intentional for me but uh we do focus on uh three things in a very specific order Mm. and that is first of all who do i want to be And then it is, what do I want to do? And then it is finally, what do I want to have? Mm. And we do that because most guys get it backwards. It's like, okay, my goals are, what do I want to have? Oh, I want to have, you know, the Tesla or the whatever. I want to have like the acreage. I want to have this, I want to have this. And then I want to like travel. I don't want to, you know, whatever they want to do. And then finally at the bottom, it's like, oh, I, I, like no, no, okay. Most people don't even get there. Right. Like I want to be a man of integrity that my kids look up to and they love and they respect and they trust. I want my wife to look at me joyfully every time she wakes up. Like that, I, I want to be a man of integrity who helps other men get to their best selves. And so when we start doing this kind of stuff, I always say it's be, then do, then have, not the other way around. Uh, so that is the thing that comes up to me. But I would love to hear more about like the intentional language that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, we, and it has more to do with like the literal words and, and how we approach it. Like if you're writing out a goal, for example, and there's tons of, we, we call them soft talk words where they're just fillers. It's the, you know, likes, ums, woulds, would have, could have, should have, all those kinds of words. Right. And then yep. there's like the negation type words, which are like the don'ts, won'ts, can'ts, those kind of things. So we usually approach them uh, a specific way for each one. So like with the uh, with the soft talk, the the translation or there, there really isn't a translation. You just eliminate those words. You're not changing those words into anything else. Like so if the in the example that I use, it's like some guy comes up and he's like, oh, you know, I'd maybe like to lose uh, 10 pounds someday. All right, quick intermission there, but we are back. So we were talking about the actual language used in uh, writing these goals. We mentioned soft talk. So I was outlining soft talk and how we do that. But with the negations, those are like the don'ts, won'ts, can'ts, right? And uh, we translate those to affirmation-based statements. So the example that I always use is always, a, it's always a really funny example uh, when I when I do this. So 
and I'm, and I know that you'll relate to this because you're a husband. So I can pretty much guarantee you've been in this scenario at some point in your life or in your marriage. You go to the grocery store and you call your wife from the middle of an aisle, like, because we all do that at some point. Right. Uh, we call and say like, you know, Hey, what, what I forgot something or I forgot the list. Like, what do I need to do here? Or what do you want? Like I'm at the store I'm on my way home. What do you want for dinner? And your wife will respond. And the only thing she says is, I don't want hot dogs. <laughs> and you're like, um, okay. So you've only told me one thing out of a whole grocery store that you don't want. That doesn't help me at all in deciphering what to actually get for dinner tonight. Right. But people will do that with their goals all the time. And like a, a really common one that I see in like the health world is, you know, it relates back to uh, relates back to the guy's parents a lot of times. And they'll say, you know, I want to be fit and strong because I don't want to end up how my parents are. They're really unhealthy. I don't want to end up like my parents. Right. And so in yeah. that situation, we're like, okay, well, what do you want to end up like then? Don't worry about your parents. Like, what do you want to end up like? And then they've never even thought about that before. They're just running away mm. from this image or this idea of what could be rather than putting something they're running towards as, as a goal, right? They're, they're running away from something. Right. And so that shift, even just when we're writing out, like what the actual goal is, we'll see that language and we'll do one of those two things. If it's soft talk, we get rid of it. If it's a negation, we translate it. And, and, you know, that makes oftentimes the goals more concise, makes them more powerful, like more potent for that person, makes them mean a little bit more. It's a lot of the same stuff that you're talking about, but it's one of those things where those two things, looking for those two types of words has made like a crazy amount of difference just in the ability to get clear on a goal to where it actually means something rather than having it be kind of flowery and, Oh yeah, that sounds nice. But like, where's the oomph behind it? You know what I'm saying? It's been a, the, the whole goal setting thing is something, you know, when I, when I got into training and coaching, it was all obviously about the health part, right. And the training and the fitness and stuff. But then you realize it's, a lot of the times a lot deeper than that and that's why this the whole goal setting thing became so appealing to me and how powerful it can actually be which is why like when i see how you're going about doing this with men it's like i i connect with that because i understand how powerful all that stuff can be and it sounds like you know in your own personal life this stuff has made a huge impact as well because if it didn't you wouldn't really want to share it you know what i mean <laughs> like you're, you're speaking from firsthand experience about all this stuff um and so i want to ask a little bit about that on on from your perspective you know you're you, you mentioned at the beginning you know you had this kind of coming out of a dark place moment when you started doing all these things and going through all of these different processes. But like, what was, was there any like big kind of ahas doing stuff like this? That was like a, uh, maybe there's more than one, but was there like a something that was like, this make a big difference or this helped me to do this one thing, which made a big difference. Man, I, um, as I look back over the last like 10 years, cause it's been almost 10 years now, my oldest is just about 10. And um, like, it's just, it's honestly been the, the volume of work. Like it's just mm. that idea that I'm going to make it. And I have no idea how it's gonna happen. I have no idea why it would happen, but I'm going to make this no matter what. And mm. so like, when I think of individual things, it's like, well, recently 
um, one of the things I've done is I've actually finally committed 100% to getting ripped. And I went through mm. a coaching program, which is like maybe to say that when I had the most bang for my buck is I got help. And that's so hard for a lot of guys to do, but it's like I make a bunch of goals worth where I want to be with business, where I want to be with this. And when I look back, it's like, dude, every time I like hired a coach or got a mentor or joined a mastermind or like whatever, went to a conference, mm -hmm. um, it, that has been the thing that's really clicked. And so for me, like, I do, it's not that I need the group's accountability. Like I am the guy most people come to and go like, how do I become more disciplined? How do I become more like accountable, whatever? Because I'm so self-disciplined, but there is something about having someone else in your corner when like for me, at least this is very personal. I'm just like, I'm always the cheerleader. I'm always the guy holding space. I'm always the coach or the whatever. So when I'm in somewhere where I can just be another guy and I can just like, hey man, what am I supposed to do here? I don't like, I don't have the time to think about this. What do I do? Uh, like, where are we going here? Here's where I want to go. Just like, give me the steps to get there. That works for me so well. Like I dropped 23 pounds in like 75 days going through this superhuman fathers program. And that was so sick. I'm ripped for the first time ever. And I am like leveled up in so many different ways, but it was because I saw a guy who made me feel like a lazy POS and dude, nobody makes me feel lazy. So it was that like, I, I wanted to be around the guys who I looked up to. And so I think like everything that I've done in terms of like business and selling my businesses and like all these kind of things where I leveled up, even becoming a better dad, like I said earlier, it was other men, man. It was just like, who has what I want? How can I get them to give me the secret sauce? Even if the secret sauce is just, hey bro, like I believe in you. Like just go do it, you already know what you're doing. It's like, oh, you're right, I know. So all of these things that I've accomplished have only been because of other people along the way. And that humility to ask for help is, um, it's not always been easy, but the more I've seen it work, the more I do it. And so now if I need something, like I just think back a few years, I would have been so embarrassed to be like, oh dude, I don't know how to work out well. I don't know how to eat well. Like, can you just, can you help me? It's like, no dude, I gotta go on like Reddit. I gotta go on bodybuilding.com. I gotta learn everything. I gotta read <laughs> medical studies and I'd still fail. And it's like, well, I guess I must just be an idiot. But no now, like dude, as soon as you ask for help from guys that you want not to like trade lives with, but that you uh, like appreciate and value and look up to. That's when it all that's when it all clicks for me. And I think that's an important point for guys to know is, first of all, stop caring what other people think of you who aren't living the life you'd want to live. And on the mm. flip side of that, start asking people who are living the life you want to live how they got there. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers the question, but that's what came up to me. It definitely does. And so what it, it, to spin off of that, the asking for help thing is, is, man, it's something that I have really, it, probably in a similar way as you, I look back several years and I'm like, man, it was just wasted time that I, that I had where I didn't reach out to somebody and be, out of fear of just basically them telling me no. And it's like, well, what is the fear around that? around that. Like if they say no big deal, like I'll go ask somebody else. Somebody else will say yes. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not this be all end all thing. If somebody tells you no, uh, and then realizing that in spite of that, most people actually are much more willing to help than 
like we think they are. Like we almost go in assuming like we're going to get turned down in a lot of instances. And most people are just like, oh yeah, no problem. Like, what do you need? I'll here's, here's some stuff I do, all this kind of stuff. But you have to actually put yourself out there and ask. And so I'm in a similar way. Like I, I just remember thinking, you know, five, six years ago, looking back, like, man, I could have just like really cut down the time I wasted trying to do certain things and in oh, yeah, business man. and all this kind of stuff. If I would have just like, even if it was just like a random DM to like learn how to actually call that guy and you know, you're like, just do something because it's, it, you'll get an answer like most of the time. And if not, it's usually maybe someone's got like 10 million followers. They'll never see an Instagram DM, but you know, like if you're reaching out, like do the thing and reach out, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can think like, uh, the two, the two sides of this coin for me are, I was starting a business a few years ago and I just, I called a guy who was basically a competitor because I had heard that he was a good guy and we knew a couple people together. And I was like, Hey bro, this might be weird, but do you have like 15 minutes to chat about this? Cause I want to get in the same industry. I want to do the same thing that you're doing. And I really respect what you're doing. And he just like gave me everything he was doing over a 15 minute call. He's like, Hey, let me know if you need anything else. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean you just gave me all that? But not on the flip side, dude, like I come into my DMs and yes, there's so many that I often miss them. And I go back months later when the guy's like, hey man, you got this? And it's like, okay, sorry. I got a lot of people coming to my DMs, but uh, right. I'm always the guy going like, why? what do you mean you're asking me for help? Of course I'll help you. Like, I don't know anything and, and I'm just some guy, but it's like, oh, I like yeah. I have experience on this. So of course I'm willing to just shoot back a quick DM or something that might help. Yeah. Like that's... From from the from coming from that perspective now and seeing that it's never this oh how dare they ask me for help it's almost like right. wow I feel honored so please do it more um, that helps me understand that other people could be feeling that as well and I just like you said first of all who cares if they say no but on the most occasions people are more than willing to help yeah and it's. <laughs> like I'm sitting here just thinking about all the different opportunities that I had to like talk to people, even like when I would go to things like, you know, other conferences or other events and like just see, a, a you know, somebody I really wanted to talk to, you know, I really wanted to make sure I, I introduced myself to at that weekend or whatever it was, was you know, the one time I, I thought I had a chance, there was like two or three people. I'm like, oh, they're busy. They're not going to want to talk to me. And then I bailed and I'm like, that might've been the only chance I ever had to talk to that person. And it, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like, there was several of those where I'm just like, luckily a couple of them I ended up meeting later on and it works out, but it's that whatever it is, you know, you can't say a ra- maybe you can say a rational fear. I don't know, but just that, that fear of getting blown off or turned down, like is so much, or, or such not a real thing, I guess it's a terrible way to say that grammatically, but I'm like trying to find my way to say that, but <laughs> like, it's really not as big of a deal as, as we build it up in our heads to be, it's just us creating things to be anxious about, you know what I mean? Because that's, man, I think that's maybe a little bit of human nature, just like creating anxiousness out of nothing for no reason. And, uh, but yeah. that example, I was 100%. just like, man, there's so much of that where I could, could have cut down that time. And like, again, if you're listening to this, if there's any of those people out there, you just need or want to reach out to, if it's even the two of us, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like just send a message and like ask, you never, cause you won't know unless otherwise, you know what I'm saying? Yep. hundred percent agree, man. Definitely reach out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I want to, as we're, as we're kind of closing near and near in our, our time here, I want to ask you again, uh, you know, per, not again, but, on a, on a personal level, I'm really, I'm really curious about this, uh, 
this journey that you took this last spring um, in your faith. And I wanted to, uh, you know, if, you, if you're wanting to talk about that, kind of go into, you know, where all that led to and how that ended up happening the way that it did. I, I always love hearing stories like this. Yeah, dude, I uh, would love to. And I just got to give you a warning. I got like 3% battery here. So if I drop out, I'll be Stupid. right back on my phone. <laughs> okay. But uh, we'll go. We'll, we'll see if, uh, it, you know, Lord willing, we'll have the, the rest of the time here. So, yeah, man, like I... Um, Here's the thing. I came from this new age background, right? And not like, not like crystals and you know chakras and stuff like that. Just the self help, therapized. Mm. Everything is just like you know yep. worship of the self. And you know, I was in my estimation and my judgment about the only person who had ever sort of made it to a place where he was good. Because I look around mm. and everyone in that space is like years and years of doing more work, doing more work, peeling back the layers of the onion. Like, oh dude, I just need to find my divine nature and my inner child and like, oh, it'll be fine. But like, I'm gonna go do a cacao ceremony and then more ayahuasca and then mushrooms. And it's like, <laughs> dude, like, when are you gonna be good? Yeah. <laughs> and so like, right. here I am after a number of years of this. And to be quite honest, like there, there must be something useful uh, you know, that, that the Lord brought me along with, because I did get out of that, uh, feeling better than I got, than I went into it. But there was mm. this like missing piece where I was like, okay, I'm good now. And then as soon as I got to that, I'm good now, when I was like, okay, my spiritual journey is done. I figured it out. Like I am so good. All these other guys, they didn't figure it out. Like whatever, there's all this self-worship going on with myself. Even, um, as soon as I got good, like as soon as like, there's no time in between. I was like, ah, I can relax. I'm good now. <laughs> but man, as soon as that happened, Christianity just started coming across my table uh, or my, my desk time and time and time again. And it's like, wait a second, what's going on? Like my, my grandparents are believers and uh, I, you know, heard about it a lot, but it was kind of like, ah, no, that's for people who are just scared of death. I don't need that. Like, I'm just going to chart my own path, whatever. And um, man, the people that I respected and followed on Instagram, for example, they started posting this stuff. And I was like, you're a Christian? What are you talking about? But they were talking about it in a way where like Christ was manly and he was like the redeemer. And he wasn't just this like, he wasn't just the lamb. He was also the lion. And I was like, man, I didn't know that. And so as it came across my table three times in a week, as soon as I had quote unquote got better, it's like, wait a sec, there's something here. So I just started looking into it and I, I just asked myself like, dude, why did you never ask yourself, why is there something, not nothing? Like the real existential question, let's just go totally right. intellectualize it. Why is there something, not nothing? Well, um, I don't know how this could have come from nothing. That doesn't seem to make sense. So maybe there's something there. Okay. Well, what does that look like? Who would that be if reality is what I experience it as? And that brought me through this like six month crucible of reading everything. Uh, like I read the entire New Testament. I read all the apologetics. I read C.S. Lewis, G.K. Chesterton, all these newer ones on like, you know, the case for Christ and all the rest of it. And dude, I was trying to disprove it the whole way because I was embarrassed to have been looking into this because I thought it was for dummies basically. And mm. I was like, oh man, I cannot, I can't even tell anyone I'm looking into this because I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm supposed to be this like new age guy. I'm supposed to be a leader in this space. I'm supposed to be like self-care 101. And it was just like every time I'd ask a question and try to disprove it, it would just get stronger. It's mm. like, man, well, they can't have everything. So I try and put things into it like, oh, well, what about this? And it's like, no, they got an answer. And <laughs> man, like it came to me that I had been living a very, 
I don't know, so-called Christian biblical traditional lifestyle in my household for the last 10 years, you know, um, just, just in roles and, and stuff like that. And, and the fruits sure. were evident. The fruits were undeniable. And as that was brought across uh, by a friend of mine who had recently found the faith as well, it's like, okay, well, if the fruit is what we're looking for, let me look around. Are the people in the new age bearing good fruit? Uh, well, no, <laughs> typically not. Um, and are the people I know who are believers bearing good fruit? And it was like, oh, overwhelmingly, yes. Mm-hmm. And so I think that long story short, uh, you know, six months of intense intellectual um, ideating on this turned into somebody on Instagram, two people on Instagram sending me a song. And I was like, oh, I don't want to listen to this worship music. Like, I don't, this is cheesy, whatever. Anyway, one day coming back from the gym, I was like, white knuckling. And I was like, come on, God, where are you? Just show me because I'm really in it right now. And I just finally like surrendered. I was like, look, I'm done. If you want to show up, show up. That day turned on these two songs someone sent me and I was just, man, in that moment, just taken. Uh, So, you know, I accepted the Lord in that moment as my savior and I haven't looked back since. But dude, the thing that I think is important to note here and uh, I appreciate you giving me the space to do this because I like, who am I? It's, it's God's glory. So um, the thing that I want to say, though, is that the new age is particularly scary spiritually because it looks like the real thing. But as my wife says, it's the vegan version of Christianity. It is the cheese with a Z. It looks real. It kind of tastes the same. But at the end of it, it is non, like there's nothing there. It's not real. Mm. So it's this love and it's this light and it's all this kind of special things that make you feel like, oh yeah, everything's good. But it leads you nowhere except to worshiping yourself. And when you worship yourself, you can't stand up to the scrutiny of real worship that humans are supposed to do, I think. And so you just end up comfortable on the path to hell. And that's very scary. So I would, you know, I am i don't know, man, I'm just sharing my story. So I don't want to like say anything or condemn it. anyone. But um, if this resonates with you, just keep looking into it, man, and keep asking if God is there because uh, he certainly is. And he certainly was there for me. So uh, I don't know if that helps, but <laughs> there we go. That was great, man. That was great. And I honestly, because of the, the, it was like a, a dismount at the end. Cause we're, I mean, like we're only a handful of minutes away and your phone's uh, like with the whole power outage situation happening down there. I'm like, that was the perfect <laughs> dismount for like to just close nice. out the episode. So, uh, man, thank you for making the time today. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. I know that we'll, uh, we'll stay in touch more often. And, uh, why don't you plug all the things, you know, give everybody a chance to, to where you're following all the work that you're doing with these coaching groups. Like where can everybody go and find out about all that stuff? Yeah, man. Thank you. And I would love to stay in touch, to be honest. Um, I think there's a lot of, a lot of good that can come from just getting to know each other some more. So I appreciate the invitation and you reaching out. Um, but if guys want to follow, maybe the best way is to hit the podcast. It's the Dad Work Podcast, and I uh, probably have to have you on now. Um, that's probably the best place if you like podcasts. Instagram, I'm most active, dadwork.kurt. And uh, that is where I will probably be sharing everything we're coming up to because I'm just about to launch our new program. Um, awesome. I think it's going to be called Nostos, which is like this Greek word for homecoming. You see Homer Ooh. in his uh, Odyssey doing this where Odysseus comes back home from this huge challenge and he has to fight all these battles to return home and save his 
family. And what it's going to be is it's for guys who have had success in the in the business space who realize they need to come back and have this journey to save their family life. And it's going to be working mm. through everything that we touched on in this podcast in a way to bring them back with the, the non-negotiables, with the coaching, with the community, with the brotherhood, with the skills training, so that they can really have the only legacy that truly matters, which I think is their family. So that's going to be launched soon. Uh, if you want to join that, obviously find me on Instagram or the podcast or whatever. But yeah, those two places. And uh, man, I'm just so appreciative for the space to share this and, um, and for the work you're doing, man. So thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Kurt. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, I appreciate you too, man. Thank you.